Well, here we are once again. Praise God. Well, thanks for worshiping with me. That was a lot of fun. <clears throat> Did it get hot in here? Are you guys hot? Okay, because Iris was like, she came over, she said, the, there's not worker. I'm like, I can feel it fine. I, I, have, a, I have a vent right there. I can. I know it's, it's fancy, right? It's a, all right. I have, last week we had handed out some books, and we actually ran out. So Tammy ordered some more, and these are, I can read it again, but this is, it's, um, we bought these books a year ago, and uh, we just had them. And uh, Tammy was, she said, you know, she said, I feel like it's time to pass them out to anybody who needs them. And uh, it's, a, it's a pretty easy read. It's a real thin book. It's called Listen to Your Heart, Hearing God in the Noisy World. It says, the Holy Spirit wants to lead you in every area of your life. He will show you God's plan for your success. When you learn how to hear his voice and do what he says, you will receive God's blessings. Whatever your age or stage in life, learning how to be led by the Holy Spirit is one of the most important things you can do. So I have these here, and I will go ahead and, I guess I will not, I'll set them here. And if anybody, yeah, why don't you set them on the back table there? And if anybody wants one, they can run back there and get one. And you can run back, get there at any time during the service. I won't, I won't, uh, I won't sneer at anyone if they get up and go back and get one. It's fine. You know, you guys are, you guys are free to move about the cabin. So, so go ahead and turn with me over to Genesis chapter 6. And today I titled the message, Noah and the Flood. And you know, you, you parents out there who have got little ones that are allowed during service, don't worry, it doesn't scare me. I've, I've raised three of my own, and I know. So, <clears throat> and I've worked, you know, well, I didn't work as hard as my wife did, but she, she worked pretty hard at, at making sure they were, they were quiet during service. And they did, they did learn. They did learn over time, so it's okay. I'm not, I'm not worried about it. Hey, if you're laughing in the spirit, I'm okay with that. So, Genesis chapter 6. Yeah. Noah and the Flood is what I called this one. And I know what, what a profound and original title, right? But that's what it is. So, in Matthew 24, verses 37 through 39, I'm going to read it to you. You don't need to turn there. This is Jesus speaking. He said, when the Son of Man returns, Jesus called himself the Son of Man a lot. Remember that? When the Son of Man returns, it will be like it was in Noah's day. In those days before the flood, the people were enjoying banquets and parties and weddings right up to the time Noah entered his boat. People didn't realize what would happen until the flood came and swept them all away. That is the way it will be when the Son of Man comes. And in Luke, Jesus talked about this. He added, yes, it will be business as usual right up until the time that the Son of Man is revealed. Okay. And so, again, whenever Jesus says the Son of Man, he's talking about himself. And I used to think, you know, if all, the, if all the people were doing was eating and drinking and getting married, like, why would God send the flood? Well, whatever you have a question about why God did something, be very careful about thinking about him in a bad way. You don't want to do that. You want to see why he did what he did, because he's always good, he is always merciful, and he always gives people a lot of time before he, he renders a punishment or a judgment. Okay, so in Second Peter 2.5, the NLT reads, And God did not spare the ancient world except for Noah and the seven others in his family, Noah warned the world of God's righteous judgment. Okay, that's the key. Noah warned 
the world of God's righteous judgment. It actually said that he was a preacher of the word over in, in Hebrews. So Noah not, was, wasn't just building the boat. He was preaching while he was doing that, warning people. Okay, He was warning them. So uh, they weren't just eating and drinking and getting married because if that's all they were doing, Noah would not have anything to warn them about. Is that not right? He was warning them about something they were doing wrong. But when God gives a warning, he makes the judgment take a long time to come. He gives the people a lot of time because he wants people to listen to his warning and repent. And so when I say the word repent, you know, uh, well, what do I mean by that? The word repent just simply means that you decide that something you're doing is wrong based on what people are telling you and warning you about, and you decide, I'm not going to do that anymore, and you turn around and do what's right. Um, and God is very clear about what's right and wrong in his word. He wants people to be aware of what's right and wrong. And so God takes a great pains to warn people about things that they are doing wrong because he wants people to turn to him. I know what I'm doing is fascinating here, right? Hmm. <laughs> hey, somebody's having fun. Yes, he is. He's like, I'm ready to go home now. We're all done. I figured this was the perfect object lesson for today. And you'll see why as we go. And yeah, as always, I will have questions for the kids afterwards. So if you guys pay attention, I do have some stuff up here for you. So, again, if I repent, when I realize I'm doing something wrong, what I'm doing is I'm changing my mind about what I'm doing, and I'm turning around and going the other way. Noah told the people to repent from what they were doing, and God gave them a lot of time to repent. We'll see as we get into that. So look at Genesis 6 with me down at verse 5. It says, The Lord observed the extent of human wickedness on the earth, and he saw that everything they thought or imagined was consistently and totally evil. So the Lord was sorry he had ever made them and put them on the earth. It, it broke his heart. And the Lord said, I will wipe this human race I have created from the face of the earth. Yes, I will destroy every living thing, all the people, the large animals, the small animals that scurry along the ground, and even the birds of the sky. I am sorry I ever made them. But Noah found favor with the Lord. This is the account of Noah and his family. Noah was a righteous man. That just means he was a man in right standing with God. He had a good position with God. Well, why? He says, the only blameless person living on earth at the time, and he walked in close fellowship with God. Not only did he keep himself from doing wrong, but he walked in close fellowship with the Lord. Amen. So uh, Noah, and this is verse 10, Noah was the father of three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Now God saw that the earth had become corrupt and filled with violence. Now he's getting more specific. It's filled with violence. God observed all this corruption in the world for everyone on earth was corrupt. 
Okay, so corrupt is an important word to understand here because without it, we would think God is just, God is unjust or God is not fair for destroying the earth with a flood. Why would God do that? Well, if I became corrupt, it means I know something is wrong, but I keep doing it anyway in order to get something out of it. That's what that means. It means I'm willing to do a wrong thing. I'm willing to do a wrong thing in order to get something that I want. That's what, that's what corrupt means, being corrupt. And the Bible just told us that every person on the planet was corrupt except for Noah, except for one man. And uh, he, Noah was warning the people, but they wouldn't listen. So instead, they covered up their, their violence with the feasting and the drinking and the partying and the weddings and all of those other things. So those things were going on at the same time. The violence was filled in the earth, but there was also a lot of day-to-day business as usual type of stuff to cover up that to help people to not see and think about the, the bad stuff that's going on. And we live in a world that's just like that. We do business as usual, but you know, all you have to do to get bad news is just turn on the news for a little while, and you'll be able to see all kinds of terrible stuff going on. So we need to be praying for the people of this world and sharing Jesus with them, just like you know, Noah was preaching to the people at that time. So, I'm going to read verse 13. So, so, so God said to Noah, I have decided to destroy all living creatures, for they have filled the earth with violence. Yes, I will wipe them all out along with the earth. He's going to wipe the slate clean. Start over. Build a large boat from cypress wood and waterproof it with tar inside and out. Then construct decks and stalls throughout its interior. Make the boat 450 feet long, 75 feet wide, and 45 feet high. Leave an 18-inch opening below the roof all the way around the boat. Put the, put the door on the side and build three decks inside the boat, lower, middle, and upper. That's important. Remember, you know, God is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and he's putting this imagery into the boat, three decks in the boat. Okay? Now, verse 17. Look, I'm about to cover the earth with a flood that will destroy every living thing that breathes. Everything on earth will die, but I will confirm my covenant with you. And a covenant is like an agreement. I'm going to make an agreement with you, Noah. I want you to observe it. Okay. Lost my place. He, he says, uh, I will confirm my covenant. Thank you. I'll confirm my covenant with you. So enter the boat, you and your wife and your sons and their wives. Bring a pair of every kind of animal, a male and a female, into the boat with you to keep them alive during the flood. Pairs of every kind of bird, every kind of animal, every kind of small animal that scurries along the ground will come to you to be kept alive and be sure to take on board enough food for your family and for all the animals. Noah's job was to build the boat, and God sighed. He sent all these animals to Noah so he didn't have to go out and, and uh, hunt around. God will, you, when God gives you something to do, he will, he will do something to help you to do the thing that he told you to do. Because the task is impossible without his help. So Noah did everything exactly as God commanded him. Top of verse, or chapter 7. When everything was ready, the Lord said to Noah, Go into the boat. With all your family, for among all the people of the earth, I can see that you alone are righteous. Take with you seven pairs, male and female, of each animal I have approved for eating and for sacrifice, and take one pair of each of the others. Also take seven pairs of every kind of bird. There must be a male and a female in each pair to ensure that all life will survive on the earth after the flood. Seven days from now, I will make the rains pour down on the earth, and it will rain for 40 days and 40 nights until I have wiped from the earth all the living things I've created. Now, it's important to understand that when God first gives you something, 
he will help you to understand what he's telling you to do. Because he said, first he said, I'm going to cover the earth in a flood. Now, Noah would understand that. It wasn't like there, wasn't, there weren't seas. There were seas. They knew what boats were. I heard a preacher one time say, well, they didn't even know what a boat was. No, they had seas and oceans. Because God made, it says that God made the seas, everything in them, right? So there were seas. So they knew what boats were, but it had not rained yet. It had never rained. And God said, I'm going to cause the rain to pour down on the earth. This, and so first he said, I'm going to cover the earth with a flood. Noah would say, okay, I understand that. But then when he says, I'm going to ra- cause it to rain, Noah may not have, your water's going to fall from the sky? Didn't know that could happen. But okay, God, that's what you say. Sometimes God will tell you something that you don't <laughs> under. I don't know how that's going to work, God, but okay. Let's, you know, the answer is always, okay, yes, Lord. Let's, just like we say, yes, Lord. <laughs> yes, Lord, that's what we're going to do. So, uh, where was I? Spore, verse 4. Seven days from now, I will make the rains pour down on the earth, and it will rain for 40 days and 40 nights until I have wiped from the earth all the living things I have created. So Noah did everything as the Lord commanded him. Noah was 600 years old when the flood covered the earth. He went on board the boat to escape the flood. He and his wife and his sons and their wives. With them were all the various kinds of animals, those approved for eating and for sacrifice and those that were not, along with all the birds and the small animals that scurried along the ground. They entered the boat in pairs, male and female, just as God had commanded Noah. After seven days, the waters of the flood came and covered the earth. When Noah was 600 years old, on the 17th day of the second month, all the underground waters erupted from the earth, and the rain fell in mighty torrents from the sky. So it wasn't just rain, it was also geysers. He broke all the underground waters up, and we still have underground waters today, aquifers, underground rivers, things like that. Okay, so... uh, all, yes, 11 still. All the underground waters erupted from the earth, and the rain fell in mighty torrents from the sky. The rain continued to fall for 40 days and 40 nights. That very day, Noah had gone into the boat with his wife and his sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth, and their wives. With them in the boat were pairs of every kind of animal, domestic and wild, large and small, along with birds of every kind. Two by two, they came into the boat, representing every living thing that breathes. Representing every living thing that breathes. That's key. A male and female of each kind entered, just as God had commanded Noah. Then the Lord closed the door behind them. For 40 days, the flood waters grew deeper, covering the ground and lifting the boat high above the earth. As the waters rose higher and higher above the earth, the boat floated safely on the surface. Finally, the water covered even the highest mountains on the earth, rising more than 22 feet above the highest peaks. All the living things on earth died, birds, domestic animals, wild animals, small animals that scurried along the ground, and all the people, everything that breathed and lived on dry land, died. God wiped out every living thing on the earth, people, livestock, small animals that scurry along the ground, and the birds of the sky. All were destroyed. The only people who survived were Noah and those with him in the boat. And the floodwaters covered the earth 150 days. Top of verse, or chapter 8. But God remembered Noah. So when you're floating around in the middle of whatever trial you're going through, God will remember you. God remembered Noah and all the wild animals and livestock with him in the boat. He sent a wind to blow across the earth, and the floodwaters began to recede. The underground waters stopped flowing, and the torrential rains from the sky were stopped, so the floodwaters gradually receded from the earth. After 150 days, exactly five months from the time the flood began, the boat came to rest on the mountains of Ararat. Two and a half months later, as the waters continued to go down, and the other mountain peaks became visible. Now that's going to be... I'm going to tell you something. 
when you're going through a trial of life and you can see that God is beginning to deliver you from that, it'll be like that. You'll look around and see these mountains like little islands. And it's like, oh, could we just go over there now? But the time may not be yet. The time may not be yet. Okay? Don't forget that. Because just allow yourself to be led by God. Because it doesn't mean that you're supposed to go over there and try to get on that highest mountain peak. I'm going to start putting my finger on the spot when I stop. Where am I? Where did you guys? Verse 5, thank you. Two and a half months later, as the waters continued to go down, other mountain peaks became visible. After another 40 days, Noah opened the window he was, that he had made in the boat and released a raven. The bird flew back and forth until the waters on the earth had dried, had dried up. He also released a dove to see if the water had receded and it could find dry ground. But the dove could find no place to land because the water still covered the, the ground. My mom used to read this story to me as a kid, and it, would, it, it said uh, the dove could find no place to rest her foot. I always thought that was interesting. So it returned to the boat, and Noah held out his hand and drew the dove back inside. After waiting another seven days, Noah released the dove again. This time the dove returned to him in the evening with a fresh olive leaf in its beak. Then Noah knew that the floodwaters were gone. He waited another seven days and then released the dove again. This time it did not come back. Notice he's waiting. If, if, you, were, if you were in Noah's situation and the bird brought back a, a fresh olive leaf, would you think, okay, it's time to get out now? Noah's waiting. What's he waiting for? He waited another seven days and then released the dove again. This time it did not come back. Noah was now 601 years old. On the first day of the new year, ten and a half months after the flood began, the flood waters had almost dried up from the earth. Noah lifted back the covering of the boat and saw that the surface of the ground was drying. Two more months went by, and at last the earth was dry. Then God said to Noah, leave the boat, all of you, you and your wife and your sons and their wives. So he's waiting for God to give him the, the go-ahead is what he's waiting for. But he's keeping an eye on how the situation is developing. But yet he's waiting for God to tell him when to move. Then God said to Noah, leave the boat, all of you, you and your wife and your sons and their wives. Release all the animals. The birds, the livestock, and the small animals that scurry along the ground so they can be fruitful and multiply throughout the earth. So Noah and his wife and his sons and their wives left the boat and all of uh, the large and small animals and birds came out of the boat pair by pair in order then. They didn't just all make a mad dash. Then Noah built an altar to the Lord, and there he sacrificed as burnt offerings the animals and birds that had been approved for that purpose. And the Lord was pleased with the aroma of the sacrifice and said to himself, I will never again curse the ground because of the human race, even though everything they think or imagine is bent toward evil from childhood. I will never again destroy all living things. As long as the earth remains, there will be planting and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night. Top of verse, or chapter 9, that says, keep saying the same thing. Then God blessed Noah and his sons and told them, be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth, all the animals of the earth, all the birds of the sky, all the small animals that scurry along the ground, and all the fish in the sea will look on you with fear and terror. I have placed them in your power. I have given them to you for food, just as I have given you grain and vegetables. But you must never eat any meat that still has the lifeblood in it. Another translation says, the, for the life is in the blood. The life is in the blood. Well, does that sound familiar? Jesus shed his blood. 
The life is in the blood. I've heard people ask, why did Jesus have to die and shed his blood to save us? Because of sin, we have no life in and of ourselves. We have physical life, but the spirit without God is dead. We live because Jesus, or we, we live physically because God made us, but you can't have true life until you accept Jesus as your Lord. The moment that you say out loud, Jesus, I am, you are my Lord. I believe that, that God has raised you from the dead, from my sins. Then at that moment, you now, your spirit is now alive. Amen. So he died to cleanse us from our sin, and now we live because of him. There's life in his blood. There's a reason God used a flood to wipe the earth clean. Like I told you before to the Jews, being covered under water symbolized death. The whole earth was covered in a flood. Completely. So it, now if you plant an apple seed in the ground, what kind of tree do you expect to grow? An apple tree. And it will grow until it begins to produce lots of apples filled with all kinds of apple seeds. Works the same way with bad things that people do. If you plant something bad, you can expect a whole lot more bad things to happen. God destroyed the world because the people had filled it with violence, he said. Violence is a bad thing. God tried to warn them, but they just kept right on causing harm in this world he had made. He made all these things, and they're causing harm in his world that he made. And they wouldn't stop, even though you had this righteous man preaching and telling them, you need to stop this. So he covered the earth in a flood, and again, being underwater symbolized death. So because they wouldn't repent, they got what they planted. They were planting death. The Bible says that God's not mocked. Every one of us will reap what we sow. So, sow life. That's what God told his people. Today, I put before you death and life. So, and, then he's, and then he tells us, he doesn't, he's not going to force us what to choose, but he says, choose life. He said, I put this choice before you, death and life, and I advise you, you should choose life. Amen. God did, because God did, he, he did not enjoy giving them what they had sown, but in order to stop the harm that was happening in the world he made, he had no choice. It broke his heart to do that. But see, that's why he makes a decision down in verse 8. You look down in verse 8 in chapter 9. Then God told Noah and his sons, I hereby confirm my covenant with you and your descendants and with all the animals that were on the boat with you, the birds, the livestock, and all the wild animals, every living creature on earth. Yes, I am confirming my covenant with you. Never again will floodwaters kill all living creatures. Never again will a flood destroy the earth. Then God said, I'm giving you a sign of my covenant with you and with all living creatures for all generations to come. I have placed my rainbow in the clouds. It is the sign of my covenant with you and with all the earth. When I send clouds over the earth, the rainbow will appear in the clouds, and I will remember my covenant with you and with all living creatures. Never again will the floodwaters destroy all life. When I see the rainbow in the clouds, I will remember the eternal covenant between God and every living creature on earth. Then God said, or, or I guess uh, he, he's saying it over and over again because he really wants Noah to get it. He, he's, God's, not, God's not stupid. He's saying it over and over again because he really wants him to get it. And he's saying, I'll remember it. Now, God doesn't need a reminder. He knows all things. But he still puts a reminder for himself. 
That's why he, 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 t- he tells us, put, put me in remembrance. That, you know, we are to go to him and say, Father, Jesus said, his peace he has left with me. And I'm not at peace right now. I got all this stuff going on. But Lord, you said that I have that peace. And so I receive that peace by faith in Jesus' name because Jesus is the one that gave it to me. And you can remind him, but in reminding him, you're also reminding yourself. Okay? And so God gives him this promise of this this rainbow in the sky. And, uh, but, but think about this, though. Noah and his family and the creatures on the ark, because they were with Noah, too, they all had to go through a lot to receive that promise from God. Noah was 500 years old when, the, when God told him to start building the ark. If you go back, you see that. He's 500 years old. God told him to start building the ark. The flood started when he was 600, it said. That means it took him 100 years to build the ark. 100 years of building the ark and preaching and warning people. 100 years of warning. You think that's enough time? That's more than enough time, more than enough warning for people. So you th- think about it. Right, right now it's the year 2022. 100 years ago, it was 1922. Were any of you alive in 1922? TVs weren't invented until 1927. Think about that. 100 years ago. Now, do any of you kids remember anything that happened to you before the year 2000? Don't answer that because it will make me feel better about myself. Because none of you were born before 2000. So could you imagine what it was like for Noah to build that giant boat for 100 years? 100 years. But with every wooden plank that he put into place, it was a sign to the people watching that, that, and he was, every wooden plank is a warning of what's coming. And he's t- he wants them to repent. But instead, they ignored the warnings, just, and just like Jesus said, they, they went on with business as usual. Day in, day out, we do this, we do that. And I'm not thinking about this warning that God keeps issuing over and over and over and over and over again. Not repenting, not changing their minds about what they're doing. Now, do you think if God told you to do something that would take 100 years, that you could do that faithfully? If he gave you a task and said, this is going to take 100 years. Could you do it? And, you know, in order to, to decide yes, that would, take, that would take deciding no matter what happens. No matter what happens to me, we'll hold that question to the end. That's okay. No matter what happens to me, I'm going to do what God told me to do. It's, it's the only way to get to the promise. All right. Amen. So that's all I have. Did you have a comment, Samuel, or a question or something? That's true. I can't do what his, he told me to do by myself, but all things are possible with him. So you could do it. You could say, well, I'm, 
I'm 60 now, and he, and he, told, he told me that I'm going to do a task that's going to take 100 years. Well, that means then that he's going to make it so you live that long if you're faithful to it. Some of you are thinking, I don't want to live that long. <laughs> well, my rainbow took longer to, to make than I had thought, but I can see it. Can you see it? It's in there. They call that walking water. Those middle cups were empty, by the way. All the best object lessons have food coloring in them. Okay, so that's uh, that took a long time for that to, to happen, right? I put that in there. Those, cup, those middle cups were empty. That took a while. 100 years before that promise came to pass. Amen. Okay, you guys ready to answer some questions? Yeah? Okay. Do I have that ready? Okay. I've got, I've got 10 questions. I don't know how many kids I have, so... Huh? Huh? Okay, you ready? You guys ready? You know the rules, right? Do I have my judges in the back to tell me who's, who's raising their hands? Okay. So, here we go. Number one. Okay, well, we've got, we've got more than one eye back there. All right. The people, the people covered, here's the question. The people covered up the bad things they were doing by feasting and drinking and having weddings, and Jesus called that business as what? That was Samuel. Business as usual, yes. All right. Oh, wait. Don't mess up my rainbow. <laughs> and don't drink that water. It's, it, yeah. I had to tell Tim that earlier. He's like, is that water for me? I said, No. Water is not for you. Okay, so number two. The word told us that something in this story broke God's heart. Can anyone tell me what broke his heart? Asher? He had it. The people doing bad stuff. Yes, that's, that's, that's a good way to put it. All right, number three. How many years did it take Noah to build that, that ark? That was Timothy. I, did, I, didn't, I didn't need a... Timothy? How many years, Timothy? A hundred years, yeah. It took a hundred years for him to do that task. God told him to do it. And I'm going to switch over to true, true or false. True or false. Yes? Are you... Po- I, I am. I am. Well, I, I, did, I did see the hand, but Timothy was faster. But only by a, only by a split second. Only by a split second. So you, you could probably get the next one. All right, so true or False. And I do these true or false ones because they're easier to write. Okay? True, true or false. In addition to building the ark, Noah spent 100 years warning the people about the bad things they were doing. Is that true or false? It was, it was, Jonah, it was Jonathan? Are you sure? You're not one of my official judges. What, what do you guys... It, it, it was? Okay, I'm, I'm getting... Okay, Jonathan, is that true or false? True, you got it. Come on in. I didn't do adult questions. Okay, you adults, you guys are always talking to me about this, and I don't know if you're joking or what, but at some point when the kids are in their regular service, sometime I'll do questions for you, and we'll, we'll give away falafel or something instead of, instead of candy. Okay. True or false? True or false? God used that 100 years of Noah warning people because he was giving them a chance to listen to Noah. Is that true or false? Who was, who was that? 
Was that, was that Isaac? Really? Okay, Isaac, what? Is it true? Yes, go ahead. True or false? Now, you guys are remembering, right, that, that once you've answered the question, I'm not going to come back to you. It's, you know, everyone's going to get a chance, okay? All right, true or false? In fact, I had told you teenagers last week that I was going to not do answers for the teenagers and let the younger ones... And yet, yeah, get me back those whoppers. All right. No, 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 it's fine. I was just joking. True or false? True or false? God was happy about destroying the earth with a flood. That's Briley. False. She's got it. She knows. <clears throat> True or false? Now, you guys maybe should, should wait to eat that until after you've had your... your oh, never mind. All right. Too late. I should have like a big disclaimer up, like a banner or something. Do not eat this until your mom and dad says it's okay. All right, true or false? God wants the people in the world today to listen to us when we tell them about Jesus. That is true. Yes, come on down. True or false? True or false? <laughs> We're almost done. We're almost done. I've only got three more questions. True or false? Just like God helped Noah, he will help us too. True. She's, she knows it too. Sometimes, go ahead and come on down, darling. We have people that are, some of the kids go, true? I'm like, are you asking me? Or, All right. Earlier I said it was... Earlier, I said it was important for you to know what the word corrupt means. So, true or false? If I'm corrupt, it means I'm willing to do a wrong thing in order to get something that I want. Is that true or false? Did we get to everybody? Everybody's had a chance? Okay, I've only got your hands, sweetheart, but he hasn't had a chance to go yet, so I'm going to go ahead. What is it? It's true, yes. I've got one left. Do I have any kids who haven't answered a question? You didn't answer a question? Shaylee, do you want to answer a question? No, she doesn't want to answer a question. So I've only got one kid left. Do you want to answer a question? You already did? I guess I'm done then. You want me to open it up for the adults? Okay, Tim, now's your chance. Have you been studying your Bible? Okay, I'll open it up for the adults because I got one more question. And there, there is a Kit Kat in here. I know the adults like the Kit Kats, <laughs> Lydia. <laughs> okay. All right. I also said it was important for you to know what the word repent means. So true or false? If I repent, it means I'm, if I learn that I'm doing something wrong, I'm going to change my mind about what I'm doing and stop doing that. Who, who, who do I have? Who was it? Is that Jonathan? Jonathan? True, okay, Jonathan. I'm so happy that you know what it means to repent, Jonathan. That is awesome. <laughs> yes, that's correct. Copyright, 2022. All right, let's pray. Father, we thank you for the message today. I thank you, Lord, that, uh, that you gave it to me. I hope, Father, that I did it justice. And I ask, Lord that you would bless all the food that we're about to receive. Bless all the hands that made it, Father, because we have many hands who, who pitched in. And I, 
I thank you so much for it, Lord God. And I thank you for everyone here. I ask that you would bless them, Lord, and bring them back safely after we leave today. And in Jesus' mighty name I pray, amen. amen. All right, everybody, let's eat.